Hey everybody, this is Dylan, aka Halbernock from Salt and Sorcery. So what I'm going to do here is do like a little recap episode. We are about like 12 episodes into this campaign, and this is a homebrew campaign. So there's going to be a lot of terminology that won't make any sense if you jump in straight from the newest episode. So what I'm thinking about doing is I'm going to break everything down. I'm going to be real quick. I'm going to use relative like media to kind of use as a reference point. And uh, should allow you to listen to this in like five, ten minutes and then jump immediately to the latest episode without uh, with minimal confusion. So let's begin. All right. So first, I'm going to do a quick rundown of the setting. Uh, basically, the galaxy is split apart by two empires. Uh, one belongs to the Frisians, who are mammalian space furries, effectively. Uh, the scary thing about them is they're highly militaristic. They have fantastic military tech. And uh, their special forces, the Ariactor, are basically uh, space lion paladins that'll fuck your shit up. They also are the stewards of the young ones who are the humans of the setting because they're actually humans and were discovered by the Frisians. The other big empire belongs to the Renyu, who are these like squid people with a lot of technology uh, to them. They're very robotics focused and business focused. Scattered amongst them are a couple of minor species. We have the Haidao, who are hyper regenerative hulking ogre giant things uh, who like to raid and pillage all day and constantly fight. Then we have the Rootless who are effectively little plant robots that grow from big trees and uh, have no fear of death. We have the Machka who are magical cat folk who are very monk-like and great practitioners of magic. And then there are counterparts to Kumiho who cannot do magic at all but are vile, cruel creatures who like to experiment on others to try to discover how they can do magic and why they can't. The formless are a species of shape-shifting blob people who just kind of keep to themselves or they like to mimic other races and kind of live among them. Then we have Cordiates, who are mushroom folk grown from the corpses of the other races and retain their memories before dying and releasing their memory spores back to their home planet. And then we have the Marasa, aka the Dispossess. They are very mysterious, pain-focused creatures and the galaxy does not know much about them. So tech-wise, imagine Mass Effect, but without bad games. And uh, all the races have a godstone, which lets them speak directly to their god, or so they think. And each godstone operates a world gate, which is a webway of uh, warp points between different spots in the galaxy. And for PC introductions, I'll just go ahead and default to our intro, because I'm really proud of it, and I think it does a good job. Enjoy. Sultan Sorcery presents Dawn Cycle EX Caliber a homebrew space fantasy using the Mutants and Mastermind system. I am Dylan, your GM. My name is Tom. I'm playing Varric Starslap. He is just a normal, young one, space knight. Totally normal. Hi, I'm Kevin, and I'm playing Kate, who is a beautiful, extremely attractive, and gifted Machka. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm playing Zakesh, also known as Cash Money. And uh, I only know pain. My name is Braxton. I am playing Draxton, basically a space frost giant. And I talk real deep like this. I'm Malcolm. I'm playing Basilio Portabello. And just because I'm a sentient fungus puppeting a corpse doesn't mean I can't also be a good guy. And together, they are the last hope of the galaxy. And all that's left is to do a quick recap of the sessions and you'll be good to go. 
So the party met up on a frozen young one planet called Everfrost after they spent their previous existence doing uh, mercenary work or just menial odd jobs. They accepted a mission from a Renyu named Tenjo who wanted them to deliver a mysterious package to a Kumiho named Scarlet Talons who lived on a seedy spaceport called The Last Respite. Uh, they set out with a ship lent to them from Tenjo with Captain the Rootless on board and Garen, a overly protective retired Ariokter Frisian soldier who liked to baby the ever-loving shit out of Varric. Eventually, they stumbled around and found Scarlet Talon's lair after beating up and eating her bodyguard, a high down named He Who Breaks, though at some point his legs managed to escape uh, when the party wasn't looking. They were able to deliver the package, and uh, she revealed that they, she was given a mysterious dragon talon that when Varric and Basidio gazed upon it, they saw visions of flame and uh, strange magical runes were carved into it. The Ariokter, the Frisian military elite, then invaded the last respite, searching for the Talon, saying that it was a dangerous force and everyone had to be searched and or cleansed to prevent its taint from spreading. In a desperate bid to escape, the party used an old Machka relic to create a temporary warp gate and fired their ship through it, which let them escape the last respite but caused them to crash immediately into an unknown mountain and the ship exploded. After they got their bearings together and discovered that none of them were dead, surprisingly, they saw that the package they were trying to return to Tenjo was cracked open, revealing a strange living metallic goo substance. Uh, after trying to figure out where they were, they were ambushed by a bunch of sapient ice creatures called the Crystallos, who turned out to be friendly. The Crystallos led them back to their caves and introduced them to Hayden, a formless, and several young ones who were heavily, heavily injured and burned. Hayden said that all of them were members of a joint Frisian young one expedition uh, to this planet. And during their analysis of the plant, they discovered more draconic bones that they investigated. But the runes on the bones eventually corrupted a rootless they brought with them, along with the Frisian leader of the expedition, turned them into horrific draconic monsters that enslaved the young ones. Hayden offers the pilot the research vessel that was left behind by the expedition if they rescued the young ones, especially uh, one named Chelsea, a young one that he had fallen for, though he'll never admit outright to the party. Together, the party band together and kill the dragon mutants and uh, loot their remains for deathly research purposes. They discovered that the planet had a godstone uh, on it, but the godstone was pierced by a massive sword that they ripped out by shoving tow cables into Draxton and having the ship and him yank it out, allowing them to reestablish a world gate and try to teleport back to civilization. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Varric is getting uh, awfully intimate with these dragon runes. So the party entered a warp gate and began traveling back to civilization, and uh, things are going pretty good until their ship is pierced by a strange ghostly anchors that uh, dragged them to an unknown vessel. The cache recognizes that it's uh, Marasa's ship, most likely raiders, and the party soon found themselves captured and uh, prepared to be tortured to death. In the cells, they find Yin, the son of the Machkin matriarch, and uh, the unfortunate target of Kate's affection. Uh, using party teamwork, they beat up their torturers and begin their escape, while Zakesh, who is brought to visit the captain of the vessel, Zahala, manages to ghost teleport his way out of danger and starts slicing his way through the crew of the ship. The party eventually reunites and, as a unified force, fights Zahala and her elite men. The part of Zakesh threatens to destroy Zahala's Deku site, a crystal that tethers the Marasan soul to its body. If the if Zahala did not let the crew leave in peace, and against her better judgment, she did. 
After the party escaped from the dispossessed raiding vessel, uh, low on supplies, they decided to stop by the Machkin uh, capital plant of Katmandu to restock and for Kate just to visit her old friends. She introduced the party to her uh, old compatriot, Natasha, and eventually the party spoke with the matriarch, who was very thankful for the safe return of her son. During this time, Draxon and Kate decide to bumble through the woods and they discover a massive plant dragon. Draxon decides to wake it up because he wants to challenge it, and the dragon proceeds to rampage across the only city on the planet until the party put it down with the combined effort of ship fire, a magical Mochkin construct called the Rakshasa, and Draxon via hurling the <laughs> uh, buildings at it, much to the dismay of the Mochka. Uh, the party peel the way through the magical vines of the plant dragon and find that they that the whole thing was a giant dragon skull covered in corrupted vines, the largest dragon bone they found yet. They take some time to figure out what to do with it and eventually strap it with a monitoring device and chuck it in the space for safekeeping after Tenjo thoroughly mentions that he does not want that thing anywhere near his planet. Uh, the party set out for the Renyu homeworld, but Natasha decides to tag along because... Uh, she both misses Kate and is uh, deeply worried for her because Kate is not bright. So eventually the party lands on the Renyu homeworld of Guan Yu's gift and are taken to a secret seafloor research base of the Cosmic Brotherhood, a multi-species group of scientists who set out to discover the mysteries of the past and the true nature of the divine. Uh, the Cosmic Brotherhood show the party their collection of relics, which includes an incomplete godstone, armor belonging to an extinct race that no one has ever seen before, and a massive fishwoman monstrosity impaled with strange swords called Anahita the Sea Titan. The party learns that the strange goo they retrieved was a fragment of Godstone and watches Tenjo attaches it to the incomplete Godstone, causing it to grow slightly back into its full form. The Cosmic Brotherhood then offer the party both steady employment and a chance to do something uh, good for the galaxy. And at that point, the party rests for the evening, and that is where the next episode will start. And with that, that wraps up the first arc of the campaign, the delivery arc. And the next episode will cover the first episode of the casino arc. Woo. Uh, one other thing I should mention about the campaign that might give some context. Uh, this whole campaign's actually been completed. We streamed this live on Twitch around 2017 to 2018, something around that. So you can feel safe knowing that this uh, podcast will eventually reach a conclusion and not just get canceled randomly. But it also means things are sort of set in stone, so we can't really change anything based on uh, viewer input. So just thought I'd let you guys know. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, there's been pretty decent numbers for uh, our first campaign, Farline Shadows, which you should also listen to, and uh, Dawn Cycle EX Caliber. So it makes, it makes me really happy. I, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, so yeah, uh, tune in shortly after this will be the that first Casino Arc episode, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Bye-bye.